Navigating today's real estate market can be tricky. Want to buy or sell a house? Finance or insure a house? Or stuck with a house and don't know what to do? Florida Talk Real Estate has been your local one-stop real estate shop since 2012. Get the advice you need from your local real estate pros. Here are your hosts, Jim DePola and Johnny C. Live on Real Radio. Yeah, that's right. 921-1017. Good morning to you. Welcome to another edition of Florida Talk Real Estate. We give you two hours. That's right. Count them up. Two hours of infotainment every Saturday, 9 until 11. And the entry points are unbelievable. If you're on the radio, 921-1017. Thanks for tuning in. We go worldwide with your free download, your iHeartRadio app. Just find Real Radio. Boom, you're connected. And we also give you an opportunity to uh, stream us in a different way. If you choose, you can go to Facebook. That's Florida Talk Real Estate on Facebook. We go live at stream on Facebook. On YouTube, Florida Talk Real Estate LLC on YouTube. That's a hub of a ton of very informative videos for you. Also, streaming live on Saturday mornings. Thanks for everybody joining us out the gates. And by the way, you can be a part of the fest the two hours of infotainment. It's toll free at 877-927-6969. Jimothy, our producer extraordinaire, he'll line you up and we get you going with your questions, comments, concerns in the world of real estate. We, well, that's me, your boy, Johnny C, your air traffic control. And of course, your power lineup every Saturday morning here on Florida Talk Real Estate. Let's start off by saying good morning and we've missed you. Mike Rapp, the mortgage guy from the mortgage firm. How are you? What is up? What is up, Johnny? Yeah, I miss you guys too. Tough to, we'll be enough for a couple weeks, right? Uh, yeah, it feels like feels like we haven't done the show in a long time, even though I know we've only been off for a week. But I feel like yeah. I haven't seen you in forever, my friend. Yeah, man. Well, it's good to see you. Good to be back on the air. Hello, everybody. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And as we keep the pleasantries rolling and the missing, I have missed Ross Camaronets with Brightway Insurance Juno Beach, but nowhere to find it. Brightway Insurance Juno. Ross. Good morning. Good morning. Missed everybody. Good morning. It's good how's to see you. Uh, how's your, how's your, your boarding been going? Uh, it is going. It is going. Is uh, it? Paddling a lot. Yeah. And it creates an insatiable appetite. I, like, I it cannot does. eat enough food. It's insane. So we're going to clue you guys in as to exactly what we're talking about. But Ross is, uh, I'm assuming, training on the regular on a paddleboard. We'll give you those details and give you an opportunity to uh, get involved in a wonderful cause. Uh, Ross is an awesome dude, very selfless. And uh, we'll give you some details on that here very shortly. But let's uh, let's say good morning to my guy, Jimmy D. I call him Jimmy D. You can call him Jimmy D if you'd like. It's my friend Jim DiPolo with the Florida Home Pros team. I always tell you he runs a top-producing Keller Williams team. You can find Keller Williams Innovations, the home of the Florida Home Pros. Jimmy D, how you be? Hey, good, everyone. Can everybody hear me okay? Yeah, sound good. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Okay, because I'm trying to do technology. Boy, did I screw everything up. First of all, I forgot to invite Ross on the show. <laughs> so, sorry, Ross. And then, and then I forgot to make us live right away. So, everybody that's just getting on live, sorry, we're about three or four minutes late. You missed the intro. And then I just started to type in on the on the Facebook and YouTube. Well, uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, we are live, and I spelt it all wrong and sent it out anyway. So it's starting off to be a great Florida day for Jim. <laughs> it could be a new a new thing. You know, you say uh, Happy South Florida. This one, what does it say? G Pod, G Pod morning, everybody. I think what I, need to, what I think I need to be doing is saying uh, Good morning, Florida. 
um, we have a new channel on our Facebook, um, on our YouTube page called Only in Florida. And we love it because I love Florida. So I love making fun of Florida. But I'm here because I love being here. It is paradise, even though it's a little wacky paradise. Um, speaking of wacky, you know, I remember back in 2012, Johnny, when we started this show, we still have the kind of the same intro, even though that the voice has changed and the thing says, navigating today's real estate market can be tricky. Mm. Want to buy a house, sell a house and stuck with the house you don't know what to do? Get the professional advice you need, right? We've been saying that for now 10 years. That's right. Well, you know what? For the last two or three years, I've been thinking, eh, has it really been that tricky? <laughs> and I was thinking of changing the headline because, or the, or the intro because, you know, interest rates were hanging around, you know, between three and three and a half percent for what, three, four years. Property values were going up, but buyers were getting good deals because the um, interest rates were low. People weren't waking up to how strong our prices could go. And uh, people were buying and selling. It was kind of rocking along. There wasn't a lot of um, a lot of hoopla and drama going on. You went out and did what you needed to do. But I'm telling you, we are now in a very weird time in the real estate market, not just uh, the real estate market, but the national economy. But check this out. You know, one of the top searches in Google right now is real estate housing market or real estate housing bubble. People are just Googling it like crazy. <laughs> Because they're they're wondering, you know, are we we come into a bubble? Bubble, um, the headlines that are coming out. You don't know how many things you see on the on the social media where people are projecting that we're in a, a super hot bubble, like in two thousand and five, and that we're about ready to crash. Um, interest rates are skyrocketing, and I say that without exaggeration. Um, we're going to talk about that today. Insurance rates are skyrocketing, not joking about that either. And even the even the National Association of Home Builders, check this out. This is their headline. Uh, when the National the president of the National Association of Home Builders says this, housing market staring into the face of a perfect storm, right? Uh, the real estate market. So we're going to talk about all that today. We're going to try to unwind all the pieces because you know what? Navigating today's real estate market is tricky. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and we're going to get into that trickiness. And we're going to talk about real life examples in some cases when we can about how this market is affecting people or not affecting people. And to take some of the myths out of the market, too. There's a lot of myths going on out there, you know. We have more real estate agents in this uh, area, South Florida area, than ever before. I just found out that our Realtors Association of the Palm Beaches, which is connected from basically Miami-Dade County all the way up through Port St. Lucie, that we have uh, nearly 40,000 agents right now. <laughs> okay. 40,000, right? I think there's like 12,000 of us just from Keller Williams. <laughs> it's like we're <laughs> everywhere, right? Now, just to put that in perspective, when we started this show, there were probably like 8,000 to 10,000 people in the board at that point. So we have four times the amount of people, but we have way less inventory, right? So we have way less inventory, but way more agents. 
So when agents start running around and saying, oh, this market's horrible and you can't get anything done and everything, or, you know, a lot of those agents aren't trained to be professional real estate agents. A lot of the agents came on board were opportunists. And I'm not, I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm not saying the word because sometimes opportunists can sound a little snarky, but it's about people who are saying, hey, that might be a good um, industry to go into because there's a lot of money to be made. And it seems like there's a lot of deals happening. Um, that's what I mean by opportunists. But then when they get in there easy. and they easy. actually have to do the work, that's where it gets a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy, right? Um, you just open the door, right? And let them in. And then yeah, just kind of open the right? door and you just say, hey, you want to buy or not buy? Yeah. 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 You want to buy this for us? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you do want to buy it? Let's put the contract tomorrow. We'll, we'll get together tomorrow, write up the contract tomorrow. See yeah, how it's you're going. gonna go play golf or go to the beach for the rest yeah. of the day. Now that we've found <laughs> it, we'll go. We'll go party for a little while, and then we'll come back and write the contract. Yeah. I get. I so mean, it I is, why people would want to do it. Then you know, it, it, it is. It's a really, it's really, really, um, it's really, really um, a very, it's a very interesting market right now. I got to be honest with you. It's not my cup of tea. This market. I mean, I'm doing great for our customers and everything, but I wish it would. Um, change a little bit so that everybody uh um so that everybody could have an equal shot at trying to get this done and uh we'll see how all things are going well um, the, good news, the good thing news is that uh at least in the 10 years we've been doing the show i feel like real estate market is a lot like the weather in florida like if you're not totally into it just just be patient. It's going to change here before we know it. Like yeah, that's it, it, it's going to evolve. We've seen it change so much, right? So much over the ten years that uh, I don't know. People say, "Well, it's not really changing." No, we've seen it change. We've seen the increase in home values. We've seen the sell. I mean, we so we. It's not like it's a sideways market. It's not like it has been. We've been in a very much a moving market. So, you know, it's going to change for you here, Jim. Whether. Uh, whether whether we're ready for it or not, it's uh you're quick on your feet, so you're always evolving with it uh, through the ten years I've been with you. And here here's another thing that's a little I'm not I'm not this might be a canary in the coal mine and it might not be, but here's something interesting. In the last three weeks, I've had to deal with two pre foreclosures, hmm. and a person that called us up this week for a loan mod because uh, their um, COVID situation is over. And they went to their bank and now their bank wants to charge the person $500 a month more on the mortgage payment. The guy can't afford it. So now he called us up because somebody told him, hey, those guys from the radio show might be able to help you out. Mm -hmm. So he reached out to us through Facebook and um, we're trying to get him over to the law office of Polly Krasker, who specialized in loan mods. So I don't know. Is that an inkling of things to come? I'm not saying like there's going to be this tremendous crash, but, you know, we're way under we're way below what normal foreclosure and short sale market is. We're under one percent and it's normal one to three percent. So there that'll be like interesting. hundred people see. waiting to scoop up that pre foreclosure or foreclosure. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it'll be gone in 30 seconds. Oh, for sure. And when yeah. it comes to loan mods, um, that refresh my memory a little bit. Load modifications require some kind of hardship, right? Is that am I on the right page here? And and a five hundred dollar obligation or need from the mortgage company to satisfy the cope, like that would 
qualify as a hard Mike, am I am I on this right page? I mean, it's the the uh, I forget now. I forget what the name of the law was when they when they put the CARES Act when they put that in. Basically, didn't didn't uh, specify how lenders had to treat people coming out of the forbearance, but policy wise. Right. They, they're trying to make it so people stay in their home, Johnny. So a lot of people who don't qualify for a traditional loan modification are just getting a modification because they're wanting to deal with the missed principal and interest payments. And there's also missed escrow payments in there. And so it, it's up to the lenders what they want to do. Uh, I would say that, no, you don't have to qualify in a traditional way where you have to have a hardship and you have mm-hmm. to show, you know, a certain debt to income ratio that they're going to they're going to calculate uh, They you know, they made it difficult to do the loan mods in the past. I've seen people modified coming out of COVID where they just, you know, stuck everything on the back end, you know, started their payments again or uh, stuck everything on the back end and started a new 30 year term again. Um, I think a lot of it depends on where were you before March of 2020, right? When the when the CARES Act kicked in. Right. And how how were you coming out? So I've seen what Jim has seen, people who were, you know, you had 18 months, right? That's come and gone since since when, Jim? So it was it was March to March 2020 to December, so that, I guess, to December of yeah. 2021, September. right? So <clears throat> this year, if people were struggling making their payments and they didn't talk to their lenders or whatever, they're going to be in trouble. You know, they're so, the ones who who are pre foreclosure. So the pre foreclosure, we're talking odds are good uh, that they were in. Uh, it, they were deficient. They were behind as we went into the COVID lockdowns and then just never got right. Yeah. So as we're that, coming that's out, a possibility like, or they simply have come out of forbearance and not been able to do what they needed to, to even consider the loan mod, which right. is typically make three payments, uh, maybe the previous payment, whatever it was before. Um, it, you know, of course, the major difference to Johnny is that these people are probably not upside down. Like that's the major, major difference. And so, you know, it's probably worst case scenario, but they have an opportunity to to sell their home if they really get desperate. Sure. Uh, and then I guess if you're going to compound issues too, like maybe in this time, their insurance premiums gone up 60%. Yeah. Like, I mean, everything, like they're just getting hit harder and harder. So that get backs, you know, more daunting. Yeah. And even, mm-hmm. even modifying the loan, if they did a traditional modification, it's kind of based on, today's rates right <laughs> it's not like hey you could set it to whatever true um so that makes it even even harder on, on the traditional loan modification but if, if yeah Jim, if, if we're if we're if we're mentioning something that sounds uh eerily familiar to you or somebody yeah. you know remember florida talk real estate is a dot com and that is your access to the entire team it's your one-stop real estate shop and we're not talking about loan mods just because like this team has handled in the past, in our last foreclosure, real tough times, uh, loan mods were an option. It was it's one of the tools in the tool belt. Uh, it's not like hey, you you're only going to be able to foreclose. And this is the, when you got to go. You got to go to people that have a skill set where there's many options. If you go somewhere where they only have the one option, well, guess guess what? That's what you're going to be doing if you qualify. Go to a team that can give you. Several options. You determine what's best for you and your family and your outcome. FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Yeah, and, and John, I've even talked to people who are coming out of that, and you know, they're they're maybe they were behind, or maybe they came out and they're they're just struggling making their payments, and they're trying to do you know maybe like a cash out refinance, right? Kind of reset the clock, start a new loan, maybe get some cash to do projects, or kind of dig them out of a hole. 
And those people really are in a tough spot because if you've got, you know, late payments reported in the last 12 months uh, and they would have been reported just these most recent months, right. um, you know, you're kind of, you're, you're not able to qualify. Not, not number one, it's hit your credit in a bad way, right? Probably puts you below the qualifying level and also those late payments. And so these people who have a lot of equity in their home and they, they just like, why can't I get to it? Right. Why can't I access that? It's going to really, really help me out. And I just have to say, it's, you just don't qualify. It's just not, um, I mean, the reality is the, the credit history, at least forget about what, what actually happened in real life. The credit history says that you're not a good bet to repay this loan for the terms of the, the agreement, you know? And so that makes it tough to get the new loan. Yeah, it sure does. And like you said, having all that equity in your house and you know it, yeah, that's a frustrating place to find yourself, but also a good example of how being, proactive can be very beneficial talking to yeah. your bank communicating about this process and it's not a lecture uh if you're not in that position but definitely go to people that can give you options that's floridatalkrealestate.com mike over the last like couple of years what do you think the like percentage of um loans had the you know work with down payment less than 10 percent oh a lot of them, um, or they mostly higher down payment. No, I would say, I mean, for, for, for my personal pipeline, I would say a lot of them are less than, less than, well, let's just, let's use 20% as the threshold, right? Like how many people are doing 20% down? I mean, it's probably, it's more than half that are less than that. lower yeah. down payment. That doesn't mean first time home buyers, right? It just means you don't have the 20%. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm just wondering it, kind of the different, like kind of environment where we are in as far as, Compared to, you know, 15 years yeah. ago, you know, I, where I mean, the major they were just difference giving away though, 100% LTV loans. Right. Or even 105%, right? Where you yeah. can finance oh, yeah. 100% of the loan and 100% of the closing costs. And so I would say... 580 credit score. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, credit. Who cared about credit, right? Yeah. And uh, no job. Right. You know? So I'm just wondering kind of that's a different environment than we are in now, you know? I, I mean, I would say the major... The, major, major difference is uh, what it takes to qualify for the loan. Not only do you have to have some skin in the game, right? Like that you still have to have that three and a half percent, you know, 3% is the very, the lowest down or well, 0% with the VA loan, but you know, three, three and a half, five percent those are kind of the low down payment options. And we're still qualifying income like we've been since, you know, 2012, right? Pretty strict. Uh, ability to repay rules uh you got to have a job you got to document it your employers have to verify like you know you're this is this is uh, none of that has changed um are the ratios a little more lenient than you know may, they're not more lenient than they've been but like if you, you could take um just as a ballpark 50 percent of your gross wages and use that to qualify for the housing obligation plus your existing car payments you know credit cards and stuff so, you know, just as an example, if you're bringing in $4,000 a month gross, right, which will put you at 48000 for an annual salary, you know, you can qualify for a $2,000 a month mortgage payment if you didn't have any other payments. And, and some people are in that spot, right? Like, oh, I don't have a car payment, right? Or, I have very little credit card payments. Well, that's fine. So you max out. You get the 2000 a month on your, on your mortgage, which is probably pretty tight from a budget perspective when you're making fifty grand a year. But what happens when you need to go get a car, right? Now things get really, really tight. And so, you know, in that respect, 
you know, I, I, I do see some people who are qualifying for a payment that I, I know based on their rent history and their ability to save is probably going to be very, very tight for them. But that's probably the, the biggest thing that gets me a little bit nervous sometimes is that, you know, you can get into a payment that I can tell from your history is, is probably pushing where you should be. No wiggle room. The other, yeah. the other thing I'm going to be nervous about with the mortgage industry, though, it, it itself is going to be now with these rates going up and up, and we're going to have all these buyers start fleeing, right, because they can't afford to buy what they want to buy um, with the high prices, the high insurance, and um, high interest rates, like a triple whammy, uh, perfect storm for them, is I'm afraid that, you know, lenders got to make money. So at some point, I'm oh, sorry, um, at some point, what's going to happen is, is that uh, we're going to have to, um, we're, we're going to see if the lenders start coming up with these um, creative ways of yep, proving. They're going to start oh. doing like the, you know, the arms, the adjustable rate mortgages are going to be starting pushed and be more popular or like no credit, um, no credit loans and things like that. No credit proof loans and things, no income reported. Are they going to start pushing that pretty hard to get people to buy when they can't afford the traditional way, which is how we got in trouble the last time? That's yeah, to I'll, me is that to me is going to be the really big canary in the coal mine when we start seeing that being pushed. I will be surprised if it goes that direction, Jim. Um, good, that would be know, good. Not, I, would, I would be happy. Yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a predictor guy, but uh, I don't. I think those lessons were learned. Um, maybe what I see is maybe more help on the cash side, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, yes, you yes. Know, government or, you know, state and county based grant programs, or, you know, there's even some national programs, which are like, you know, we help down payment assistance essentially. So, mm -hmm. which to me is even scary too. Like you're not able to save and it's a lot of money we're talking about. I get it. Right. Like not everybody can save thousands and thousands of dollars in a short period of time. And I'm saying like one or two years, right? It's even hard to save up enough over that amount of time. But um, if, if based on your current rents, right, and you're going to get into a mortgage payment that's at or maybe an above or slightly below what you're paying in rent and you're not able to save money, like how does getting help to, to get in the home benefit you? You know what I mean? Like it's just, it seems uh, well, well, to me that's think... a little bit scary. Let me play. I can I can understand that, but let me play a little devil's advocate about that. Yeah. Um, this show specifically has done tons of down payment assistance programs, the good ones, the ones that were worthwhile yeah. doing. There's some programs yeah. out there that I just don't feel is in the buyer's benefit, and we tell them that, but we give them the option. But back in the day, I don't remember what it was called because of the brain fog, I guess, or or age, <laughs> or both, but um. Back in the day, you could get really good down payment assistance. You, I remember people were getting between uh, ten and fifteen thousand, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, there, there was a there was one that was like the gold standard, which was it was in St. Lucie County. It was right. fifteen thousand dollars, and it was forgivable after five years. After, so every five years, three percent. Uh, I'm sorry, twenty percent. Twenty percent. Yeah, twenty percent. Sorry. <laughs> 20% of that 15,000 would be chipped off every five years. So as long as you made your mortgage payment and lived there for five years, you no longer had that $15,000. And that was so crucial. Really nice. And that yeah. was crucial to get so many of our buyers. And they had a similar program for Broward and Dade and Palm. 
but it was only like 10,000, 7,500. It was 7,500 for the south southern counties. And then St. Lucie, they had a double 15,000, uh, 15, yeah. right? And you're able to get into the house and build wealth via homeownership. That's, I think that's where you're headed with it, right? Well, also that I didn't, we didn't have any of those people. We put dozens and dozens of people in there over because that program was out there for several years. And we put lots of people in that program. I don't remember any of those people, at least the ones that we put into the program, defaulting. So when you say that, you know, later on defaulting because they couldn't afford it. So to me, it was like that, that little push to get them from renter to homeowner. And then once they solidified and became the homeowner, even though it was a little risky of them coming in in a way, because they didn't have the skin in the game that most people do, um, they still acted like traditional American homeowners. The whole reason why we got in that trouble back in the day, the the big economic crash uh, in 06, is the reason why they came up with all those cockamamie uh, mortgages and crazy mortgages where you just fog a mirror and you get the loan and then securitize them into stocks was because Americans don't default on their home. That's been our history since the 1950s. Americans buy homes and they keep it. And if they get in financial trouble, the mortgage payment is the last payment that they're going to stop paying, right? That's just the way we've been. That's why everybody wants, back then, everybody wanted a piece of the stock market that was related to our mortgages. So with those people that moved into the down payment assistance programs, they acted just like everybody else. They didn't act like, oh, it's free money. I don't care about this house. To them, it's like, hey, this is my house building equity going in. Johnny, I don't think you got the program, right? I think you we did. We got uh we got ten thousand. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't forgivable. It was a it was a second mortgage. So when we did our refi, that had to be satisfied. Uh, but it was still worth it. Uh, it was a, you know there were several factors in our home buying experience that enabled us because we were in that boat that so many are. Mm-hmm. We're saying we can afford the monthly payment, but man, I just I don't have the skin to put in the game. But there was a few things that came together, including uh, $10,000 down payment assistance, which, again, was a second. And you only pay it back and if you refi or sell the home. So we had to deal with it in our uh, refi. But uh, I, you know what? Uh, we wouldn't be in this home right now if it wasn't for that and a few other you know factors that were very, very important and uh, integral in us becoming uh, homeowners. And, and none of it happens without FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Well, thank you, Johnny. And, and you know, the, the other thing is, is that we have the money. This is the interesting part, because I was thinking about this while I was driving around, because I'm crazy. I do think about this stuff when I'm driving around my car. I don't have anything else to do. You are, you I actually think about this stuff, right? I was actually thinking about the down payment assistance programs back in the day we used to use. And I think what they're going to do is, all, especially Florida, Florida is sitting on a lot of money from COVID that they got that they didn't use. Nope. They we're have, good at that. We're good at taking it, federal dollars yes, and not using, using them. it. Yeah. And just we're like, screw it. We'll just be like 48th in the state in this and just never <laughs> use the money. <laughs> yep. So it's so it's so true. So what I think is going to happen is, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing. I could imagine where they're going to take significant funds from that COVID program and say that the COVID program could be used for down payment assistance. And it's kind of related to COVID in a way because of the restrictive of the inventory. This is how pol- I know, Johnny, you're making faces and I'm, I'm with you. But I'm just telling you, this is how politicians are going to spin it. You know, being a former 
guy that used to do that for a living and watch this live, right, uh, <laughs> in the newspaper business, these guys are going to come up and say they're going to use the COVID money and they're going to try to help something. Now, it might be down payment assistance. Who knows? Are we going to have they might take the money and put it into the insurance fund, which we're going to get to with Ross Camarones from Brightway Insurance Juno uh, today, because, oh, my gosh, we've been talking about this. But, Ross, are we in a crazy time right now? Oh, did, you see, did you see the front page of the post today? No, not yet. Oh, wait till I tell you about the front page of the post today. If you guys haven't read the front page of the post today, who's listening, you might want to read the banner, uh, the banner story at the top. I of can't the page. remember the last time I read the front page of any newspaper. <laughs> you guys, that's why I'm out of the business because hey, you guys don't read. Jimmy, Jimmy, what do you think about this you for the use of that? Turned into a real estate agent. <laughs> instead of instead of down payment assistance, how about we incentivize builders, right, to build low uh, low income housing? How about that? Get you get yeah. to the builders. Well, you have to have well, the county, the the cities and the counties have to be willing. I I, I read Jim the other day that uh, I think don't it was Stewart. I think refused uh, some development for a little like middle to lower income. I want to uh, say it was Stewart. Oh, I didn't, I miss, I, again, it was a headline grab. I, didn't, I, I'm gonna, yeah. I don't want to lie to you. I didn't read the whole article. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to get see, through the paywall for that. I didn't see that headline, but the, I, I'm not going to talk about it today. But there was an affordable housing program that was approved up in Riviera Beach, like a complex. And I was reading the thing, and I'm like, this isn't even going to put a scratch, let alone a dent into the affordability market. Right. I mean, we're in so much trouble with that. What was it, Jim? Like 30 homes or something? 35 Yeah, it homes? was like 20. Yeah, they were building 150 homes and like 30 yeah. of them were going to be, you know, like yeah. like one of those things. And I think the one I was like, referring okay. to was like 75 homes. Like it was yeah. not, oh. not a huge change for sure. And but still, we got to get the ball rolling. And when you can see what they consider affordable, we'll, we'll get that. We'll get to that on the next show. But so we, we got all this stuff going on right now. So this is a tricky market. It's super tricky. Okay. Um, okay. We're on the flip side. We're going to go right into the insurance first. If you guys aren't keeping up with your insurance bill, what's been going on in the insurance industry, we've been talking about it for probably eight months with Ross Camarones about things going on. Two years. <laughs> Two years we've been talking about this? COVID. And at the wow. right when right around COVID started is when we started noticing everything because as the rate when the rates would go up, people would be like, "Is this because of COVID?" <laughs> wow, that is that is so wild. So time goes by so fast. So we're we're going to be talking about this, but now we we were definitely on a snowball at the top of the hill, but now we're deep in the middle of the hill, the lower third of the hill, and we're getting bigger and bigger, and we're going down fast. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about that in numbers, and I don't even know how to defend yourself from this. So we're going to find out from Ross about best best practices to not really save money. I'm not going to tell you you're going to save money, but to get the best policy for you that's the most affordable out there. Let's put it that way without exaggerating. Ross is still giving us a shoulder shrug, so he's like, I don't know how to do that, but we're going to talk about it when we get back. Now, yeah, you. Uh, one thing you need to do in life is find people that are not only good at what they do, but great at what they do, and hang on to them for everything you need. And I got a team of pros, pros. It's your one-stop real estate shop. We've dubbed it that because you have access to the entire team. Man, is this team 
so dedicated to not only the team, but their own individual expertise. They're fantastic at what they do. I can say it um, through experience. I know you're like, well, you're on the show, Johnny. Of course you have to say it. I don't have to say it. I can just take us to break. It's that simple. I'm telling you, FloridaTalkRealEstate.com is legit, y'all. I've used it. I have friends and family that use this team. Even if you don't need every aspect of the team, don't be shy. Go to FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Find them on Facebook, YouTube, Florida Talk Real Estate. Everything from buying a home, selling a home. And as Jimmy D noted earlier, if you're stuck with a home and you don't know what to do, man, I hope that's not the case. But we'll have options for you. And when I say we, I mean this team, FloridaTalkRealEstate.com. Your one-stop real estate shop. If you want to be part of the show, four-minute break. We get back to it, including your phone calls at 877-927-6969. Thank you for being with us every Saturday. Count them up. Four minutes from now, we're back at it. Florida Talk Real Estate right here on Real Radio. This is Florida Talk Real Estate with Jim DePola and Johnny C. Got a question for the show? Call us live at 1-877-927-6969. Yep, that's toll-free, 877-927-6969. If you got questions, comments, concerns in the world of real estate, something we're talking about, something that's just uh, eating at your craw, pick your phone, dial. We give you uh, ample opportunity. It's two hours every Saturday, 9 until 11. We call it uh, two hours of infotainment bunch of information hopefully a little entertainment for you thank you for being a part of it tuning in on the radio 921-1017 maybe your iheart radio app we are worldwide and we go live on facebook florida talk real estate on facebook thanks for joining us and uh youtube as well florida talk real estate llc there on youtube streaming live every saturday johnny c well that's me good morning mike rao the mortgage guy from the mortgage firm how are you i'm doing great this morning johnny Excellent. You're doing good. Where is that? Is that L.A. Um, your hat there? Is that the L.A. Uh, Dodgers. Dodgers? Okay, Dodgers. Yes. Got it. Yes. Yeah. I know the color scheme throws you off a little bit. Yeah, I'm thinking Raiders. And uh, or I don't know who else could the Kings maybe. Like, yeah, Dodgers. Kings. Yeah, no, that's a that's a World Series champion lead for okay. a couple of years. Yeah. Ago. yeah, got it. Hoping to maybe stack think, another one of those this baseball you can't, season. You can't say L.A. Raiders anymore. No, you can't. No, that'd be the uh, Las Vegas Those are the melodious tones of uh, Ross Camarinets with Brightway Insurance, Juno Beach. Good morning, Ross. You know that's right. Good morning, everyone. Know it. And of course, Jimmy D's with us on a Saturday, y'all. That's Jim DePola. You know he runs a top producing Keller Williams team. It's the Florida Home Pros team. Jimmy D, how you be? Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy, happy, happy South Florida. <laughs> well, you're going red and snippy there with a little happy happy joy joy yeah happy happy joy joy right happy. hey um let's get right into it because we got a bunch of stuff uh we're going to be talking about what's going on with the insurance market right now <laughs> after that we're going to get into interest rates scott's going to be uh talking about our upland house in port st Lucie. boy do i love the house that we're selling up there can't wait to talk about that we put it on the market yesterday and we're going to be talking to, sorry about the reverb, we're going to be talking uh, also about some of the other um, some of the other properties that we have coming on the market. The reason why we're talking about future st- properties coming on the market, the inventory is so tight, you might be listening and go, hey, that sounds exactly what I'm looking for. So you'll give us a call and we can talk to you about it. 
and um, and we're going to move on. So, Ross, let, let's get into the homeowner's insurance stuff first. So we've been talking about this for a long time, and the Palm Beach Post came out with a front page headline today. I was going to be talking about insurance anyway, but then when the Post article came out, I was like, wow. Um, hold on here one second because I can't get it on my I can't get it on my computer, Palm Beach Post, because your login sucks. So now I have to put it on my phone. I saw, I saw an interesting uh, headline in the insurance world the other day, which was, uh, to me, really indicative of how things have been going. So Ross has been talking about premiums going up for two years and how citizens has shifted from this insurer of like last resort to almost insurer of uh, best option now for so many folks. And now they're to the point where I think in August they're going to determine whether or not they have an 11% increase uh, because they're taking on so – I'm sure it has everything to do with they're taking on so much more risk uh, that they got to find a way to kind of level off the coffers. Uh, Ross, is, you think that's going to happen for them in August? Definitely. definitely. Yeah, I do too. I mean they have to keep their, – their rates are artificially low because of the loss. So, you know, all these other carriers are having 40% rate increases, 25, 30%, all these huge rate increases. And Citizens is just kind of just inching along, but they're taking on way more risk, way more risk, you know, because they're, they're the only option right now. Yeah. In the, you know, in the last two years, the how, option, like how, how much more citizens policies are you writing? Pardon? How much more policies for citizens are you writing in the last like six months alone? I mean, so I haven't looked in since July, but in July of I looked in last summer because I wanted to see in July of 2020. Over the last 10 years, I had 250 citizens policies on my books in July of 2020. Okay, 250 in July of 2021. I had 750. So in a year, I wrote 500 policies. Over the last 10 years prior to that, I had written 250. Wow. So it's, we're just, I mean, every single policy we write right now is citizens. Every policy. Uh, I mean, 99% of them. I yeah, mean, yeah, 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 yeah. We, according... we get the brand new house, you know, things like that. But... Um, Go ahead, Joe. According to the Post article, which is exactly what Johnny was reading about, the ele- they're voting to see if they... They might hold a, a special session to increase the premiums by 11 percent uh, for uh, citizens. Right now, about 5,000 new policies every week, every week are being written um, by citizens. Now, the interesting part of that is half of all the citizens' policies that are in effect right now are Miami-Dade Broward. Yeah, uh, Miami, no Miami Broward and, uh, Dade Broward and Palm. I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Dade Broward. I counted Miami Dade as two counties. <laughs> if your house is over 15 years old, it's a 99.99% chance that Citizens is going to be $1,000 cheaper than anybody else. Wow. It's crazy. So, so, of course, everybody's going for that. So, what Citizens is doing is, is they're so, so low. They're like the dollar store for insurance right now. That they're they don't want the policy, so they're trying to raise the rates so to push people to the private companies. The problem is there aren't that many private companies, and the problem that we're having, the reason why everybody's fleeing 
or, or fleeing into citizens if they weren't there is because four of the insurance companies went bankrupt since April, 21, uh, right. April 2021. I'm yeah, sorry. we've had six companies go out of business in the last two and a half years. Yeah. And four my, my, insurance company, uh, my insurance company uh, liquidated. And I've been telling people over the, like, I, like I, I've been telling you, Johnny, for, you know, the last probably four years, like, you might want to get away from them. But in the end, you know, anybody who didn't have a claim with that company, I mean, made it made out like bandits, because now you go get the, you know, go get that same policy or go get new insurance from that company, you're probably paying a lot of the times we're seeing it like twice as much. Yeah. So my my decision making was in uh, uh, it was a gambler's mentality. You lucked out. You yeah, I lucked, lucked out. out. I did. Um, and and I'd rather be lucky than good more times than not. But I was like, man, I can I can spend almost two thousand dollars more a month and have a, probably a better road in a claim if uh, if need be, or I can save this money. And I know if I ever have to file a claim with this company, it's not not going to go well. Like it's going to be a knockdown, drag out fight to get anything from them. Ross has been telling me since day one, like, oof, that's terrible. And I was like, yeah, but look at it. He's like, wow, that's fair. again. They were giving me one percent discount for renewal the last three years. Who was doing that? Right. I mean, no, it's like buddy. they weren't they weren't even paying attention to what was going. It's like they just never even like looked at a prior, like looked at any of their expenses over the last five years. Like their premiums did not change over the last five years. No, it was, it's, it was insane. So I did roll the dice. Uh, now I'll be kind of getting back into the norm here. Uh, but 99.9% chance I'm going to be with citizens. Hey, I think I wanted to work for that insurance company because that sounds like kind of like a George Costanza insurance company that had no <laughs> idea what they were doing, but they were operating for a while. And every, I have this vision of this all the employees over there being super happy and all that. And they're just living in their own world. And then all of a sudden they go bankrupt. <laughs> it's, it yeah, sounds I mean, they like they bought a company at, what, like five years ago. You know, I'm sorry. They even bought a company like five years ago. Yeah. Listen, if I'm in the insurance business and my like my uh, my credo from the beginning is let's take in premiums and let's never pay a claim, then you can charge whatever the hell you want. Right. And then like as low as you want is because you just know you're going to deny all claims. Right. Or you may be like a certain percentage. I mean, I don't know if that was the case or not, but if that's how you're operating from the beginning and you don't have a long game and you're like, hey, let's do this for five years and make money for our investors and get out, you know? Yeah. 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 So Ross is like, so, no comment. So how no do you, comment. how do you deal with this Ross? So like, um, if you're buying a house, if you're, if you're in the process of buying a house or selling a house, but let, let's focus on the buying first, cause it can get kind of complicated. Okay. So if you're buying a house as the consumer, how closely do you have to be talking to your mortgage person and your insurance person to make sure that the mortgage person isn't underestimating the estimated insurance for the budget on what they're trying to buy? You understand what I'm saying? Because with us, we always try to, you know, at our team, the Florida Home Pros, we always work with you and Mike to make sure that all our customers know the budget all the time. And in fact, right now, it seems like every seven to 10 days, all our buyers are going back to Mike and trying to reset based on these crazy interest rates that are going. 
um, well, not crazy, but the rising interest rates that are going to make sure that they don't, um, the budget hasn't changed too dramatically. But now insurance is just as important. It isn't just the interest rates. It's like a double whammy. So how do you, how do you, do, do you, how do you know that your mortgage guy and your insurance guy are giving you the right information? Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, Ross knows because he's going to have LOs calling him be like, oh, my God, Ross, I got to have this number in order to make this work. So that's probably uh, your, your barometer, right, Ross? Like how many times you have loan originators calling you desperate to get a number? <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it happens. It hasn't happened a lot lately. Every once in a while, you know, we've got to bare bones it and, you know, um, but I mean, if your mortgage guy isn't talking to your insurance guy or, you know, isn't talking to an insurance guy and not using real numbers, then, you know, you, I don't know how you can rely on anything, you know, a, a, whatever, a prequal letter if he's not using I, any real numbers, just because yeah, the numbers are so crazy, you don't, you know, don't know what they're going to be. So do I, you, I would say, do you rec oh, I'm sorry, I have one question, Mike, before you ask. Do you do you recommend that every time that you're turning an offer on a house that the insurance estimate for that house should be in consideration before you as you structure your offer? Is that what you guys are recommending or wait until you get into contract? I mean, I would find out what it's going to be first, because a lot of people, you know, it could be an old frame house, whatever it is. And, all you know, 1958, but it's big. And so, you know, it's. $6,000, you know, mm -hmm. that could, you know, yeah, you could afford the mortgage payment on whatever your offer is, but you didn't factor in having to pay 500 bucks a month in insurance. You know, you're probably thinking two, three. So, mm -hmm. you know, that if you're not sense. getting that up front and knowing what, what it could be, then I don't know. I feel like you're going in blind. How about you, Mike? I mean, I, I've always done it the same way, which is, you know, my pre-approval, I don't spit out a generic pre-approval and send you out shopping, right? So I'm always... <laughs> very cognizant of numbers on individual homes, right? And that's how we can have such a high success rate as far as getting into contract and actually closing, Jim. It's like, it's it's not 100%, but it's as pretty, pretty damn close to 100% over all the years we've been working together. And, you know, I do that with every agent that I work with. And the only way in my world, like I would be so uncomfortable spitting out a generic approval, you know, pre-approval at 400,000, knowing that they might be looking at what, what Ross just said, a, a home that's going to be, you know, 3,500 a year on insurance versus 6,000 a year on insurance. And so when yeah. you're making offers, I like to look at the home. I like to look at the, the, the roof. I like to look at the windows. Are they covered? You know, do they have shutters? Uh, are they impact? Um, is it frame? Is it block? Like I'm looking at those things when I'm putting numbers together uh, so that we can be sure before you're in contract, that you're going to get numbers that work and you can actually close. I have, I have two questions real quick. Uh, the first thing is when you're selling your home, okay. When you're selling your home, should you be starting to check on the insurance policies because, or um, check on the insurance policies to make sure that you kind of understand when you're trying to push the limit for the higher price in this in this time, which is what all sellers are doing. Um, that the numbers are still going to work. Do you think that's worthwhile, Mike, to do that, like with a seller? Uh, I mean, listen, if, I, if, if, if you were uh, really, if you thought you had a strange insurance situation, 
it would behoove a seller to make that information known so that buyers who are making offers can anticipate that, right? And so you're kind of like, well, I'm not going to do the work for the buyer or the buyer's loan originator or the buyer's agent. But if you know, like we've come across that, Jim, right? Like you're just trying to sell a log home. Well, guess what? <laughs> that log home is going to be different, right? Or you've got a 27-year-old, you know, shingle roof or maybe 19-year-old shingle roof or whatever it is. That's going to be different as far as insurance goes. So, I, I mean, I, I it couldn't hurt, but you might scare away some people, but you might be scaring away the right people, the people who, who can't close. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather know up front and then go in. It's much better for the seller to know up front than to go into contract and then go out of contract and go back on yeah. market. That doesn't look oh, yeah. good. My second uh, how, question. Jim, let me ask you this real quick. How many listing agents are saying, hey, what's your current insurance policy? Let's use that as the barometer. And how? Oh, it happens all the time. When I go to listings and I talk about insurance, the insurance, the, all the homeowners say, well, they could just use my insurance policy. I'm like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and whatever whoever your insurance is with they're probably not even writing business right now you know? right exactly your insurance company's out of business you just i mean out of business for new customers you just yeah. don't know it um ross let me ask you this other question though I, I just popped into my head if insurance is turning into a big issue is it the same for like condos you know where you only have basically contents insurance and like drywall out um, are those insurance policies like better? Than, is it like is it really just a single family home issue, or is this across the board? You know, condos are going up a little bit. You know, not as I mean, those premiums are lower in general. Mm -hmm. So when you see it go up from you know nine hundred to twelve hundred, numbers wise, you know, you're like, well, it's not that bad. But you know, that's a thirty percent increase, right? You know, but um, so we are seeing those increases, but it's. I guess percentage-wise, the dollar figure isn't as big just because those premiums are typically lower in general. Um, but yeah, I think when you're asking me an question, example on that, um, so Ross, you know, back in the day, I might be able to uh, estimate somebody for an for an HO six or an interior policy at like seventy five dollars a month. Yeah, thousand bucks, thousand bucks right? a year. You know, and so now I might be at one hundred and twenty five a month, yeah. right? So that's you know, pretty significant increase. It's not that much on the payment. But it's an increase. Yeah, right? percentage-wise, it's a big, it's a, it's a good size increase. But dollars-wise, it, yeah. you know, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's, it's but, really crazy. So, what are any? I, I was going to say, give me three tips, Ross, to do if you're trying to get insurance in today's market. But I'm not going to say a number of tips because you might only have one or something. I don't know. So, <laughs> shop around, maybe. I don't know what else to say, and I don't even know if you can shop around. So. What do you do if you're a home buyer? Um, make sure that you understand your numbers on the house that you're buying. I guess that's a good tip, right? Know your yeah. numbers. So if you're buying the house or you're putting an offer on the house, talk to your insurance agent, find out potential premiums, and then talk to your mortgage broker or loan officer to make sure that everybody's on the same page as you're structuring the offer. Is that a good tip? Yeah. I mean, get find out what that premium is going to be as early on as possible and get those inspections as early on as possible. That way, mm -hmm. you know what you've, you've got time to get out or now you're like, okay, this is awesome. I can, I can move forward and let, let's keep going. And Mike, do you have any, do you have any tips from the per mortgage perspective? Yeah. Just cause I know that people don't kind of do it the same way we do, which is like 
really look at all that stuff before you're in contract. I would just say within your inspection period, get your four point, get your wind mitt, get those over to your insurance agent as quickly as possible so that you know as early as possible if you have a problem. Well, then I have corollary A for uh, Mike's tip. Okay. If, if your team is doing it that way, you need a new team. <laughs> you got to oh, do yeah. it up front. You got to do yeah, it up front. Yeah, it's tough. I know, like, you, I know you said that that's the way we do it, but I'm just saying if you got people doing it the other way, you're not doing it the best way. I'm not saying it won't work. It might work anyway, and you might get through it, but it's not the best way because you might get a unknown yes. unknown <laughs> I mean, Jim, it's just, it's a very distinctive and I don't know how unique we are. And I think that you probably, you, you're not working with a ton of LOs, right? Like I'm your go-to guy, right? right? That's right? true. You know what I mean? yes. So, yes, you're my go-to guy. The, the, the normal, I think the normal is you spit out a generic pre-approval, right? Like, hey, you're pre-approved for 400000 That in and of itself, you know, not even just not insurance notwithstanding is problematic, right? Right. But insurance is a key component and you're so you're out there shopping kind of anything at 400,000 or close to it making offers and so it's just for me it's like you don't even have the information you need to even make the offer because you don't know what your your monthly is going to be and you don't know how much cash is going to be required so it's I think it's just a different mindset and I I don't know uh am I talking too loud no No, I was just saying Ross next oh okay yeah, so I, <laughs> I was like, he was like, lower it down, so keep it, keep it down, Mike. But um, so I don't know. So it, yeah, I mean, I I much prefer my method, even though it's a little bit more work on on this end. I just want people to have information. What did we say, Johnny? Informed decisions, right? You got to have the information to even know what you want to offer, especially in this market, right? Can you go over ask? How far over ask can you go? Is 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 it going to work? Is the or, you know can you expect the close? I mean, those are paramount, prime questions in my mind. Oh, Ross. Uh, I, I was going to say. I mean, it happens all the time where you know I don't know who the mortgage broker is. It's just a, an insured that's been referred to me, and you know I'll send them the quote, and two weeks later, I'll or you know whatever, I'll hear back from them. You know, they're like, my my mortgage guy told me the insurance would only be this. Why is it so expensive? <laughs> well, yeah. Your mortgage guy and insurance guy too. Well, if if he is, get if he you that number, get that number. You know, that that number doesn't exist. So I don't know what to tell you, you know, but for the seller side, I would have your sellers get at least a four point inspection, 75 to 100 bucks. That way up front, they'll know what issues that are on there that may need to be fixed in order to get in order to sell the house just because. You know, 90, 99% of the time, Citizens is, is the company that's writing the policy. And they require all of the supporting documents to be submitted within five days. So you need a clean four point in order to pretty much maintain a policy with them. So as a seller, if you know your, I don't know, hot water heater doesn't have a TPR valve. Okay, then you can throw that on there, you know, or if it shows a double tap in the breaker box. You can get that fixed. That way, when your seller comes in, he gets a close. There's no issues and you can go to a closing. Or a roof that's at the end of its life. Yep. That's, we're going to be doing that with the customer right now. Um, the house that we're going to be putting on the market, we're going to go ahead and do a roof certification. Uh, the roof is older, but it's in good shape. We want to make sure the roof certification has the right useful life on it. 
And then as soon as we get the roof certification, we're going to go back to Ross and see what Ross says. Yeah. yeah or, or, or it could even be like, so you do that. I like, I like that Ross. I haven't heard that before. And sellers will be like, why would I pay that? You might find out that you should only be uh, considering cash offers, right? Yeah. Or, or special yep. type of exactly. finance offers, which normally would be like not good news. I think in this market, it's fine, right? You just yep. know, you, you know, take those cash offers seriously because you know you're going to have some issues and maybe, you know, negotiate up front like, hey, we're not doing anything with the roof. You got, you're going to have problems with insurance for this. Uh, you could still get a good offer, which is kind of crazy, yeah. but it's the world we live in. I mean, poly pipes, if you're how you poly pipes right now, don't, hopefully you don't have them. I mean, we had uh, poly pipes on a 50 year old manufactured home with an original roof. Right. So we, we, <laughs> we had to know, we had to know what we were dealing with there as far as getting insurance policy. So. Hey, uh, let's go ahead and take a break. I'm going to ask you guys something to, I, I saw Mike put a private note to me. Is my audio really, really bad right now? I was just saying we could test it if you if when you're not talking you could just mute and see if it's your mic that's picking up the the feed. Because I'm not hearing anything on mine. The feed. Okay. Do you have a I'm little button on on your mic that mutes you. Is that what he ha Is that what I see there, Johnny? Yeah. Yeah. There is. Yep. Mm -hmm. I think we tried hold, that in the past, though. I don't. I don't know if it's uh, going to uh, be as effective as maybe we're hoping. I, I just muted myself. Did it make a difference? No. Well, I mean, there, we haven't happy. had any reverberation. I think when you hold the mic close to yourself, it doesn't. I think that's good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Maybe okay, guys, let's go ahead and take yeah. a break. Now, on the flip side, we're going to be talking about interest rates. This is big news. This is probably other than the insurance, which is really big news, too. The interest rates is like real real estate news. So we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about what's happening in the market with that, what it means to you as a seller or buyer. And if you're thinking about buying or selling in the next two years, you're going to want to listen to this segment to figure out like what you should be expecting. And maybe you're going to say, maybe I should do it now. And maybe you're thinking, Hey, two years might be too early. Maybe I'm going to wait four years. I don't know. So, but if you're thinking about doing something, you're going to want to catch the next segment. Beautiful. And the good news is, is uh, four minutes away. We're going to take a quick little break. We'll be back at it four minutes from now. And if uh, you want to be a part of the conversation, don't be shy. Dial 877-927-6969. Jim at the online. Yep, we'll get you on the air. Absolutely be a part of the question uh, conversation with your questions, comments, concerns. If you're not comfortable on air, totally understand. I'm on the same boat with you. Go to floridatalkrealestate.com. It's your one-stop real estate shop. You'll find the hotline there, 888 973-7828 you can call that 24 hours a day seven days a week answered by a live body get you connected to the pros pros the uh, team that i recommend for all of your real estate needs it's florida talk real estate and that's a dot com your one-stop real estate shop florida talk real estate back at it four minutes from now thanks for being with us every saturday right here on real radio This is Florida Talk Real Estate with Jim DePola and Johnny C. Got a question for the show? Call us live at 1-877-927-6969. That is your toll-free number. Do not be shy to pick up your phone and use it. We've got about 50 minutes remaining for you. Tons of information to get into and plenty of time for your phone calls with your questions, comments, concerns in the world of real estate. 
888-789-6969. Jimothy will line you up. We'll get you going. Of course, uh, Johnny C., that's me. Let's say good morning to uh, Mike Rao, the mortgage guy from the mortgage firm. Good morning once again there, Michael. Yeah, good morning. Good morning back at you. Well, thank you. Thank you very kindly. And uh, Ross Camaronez is with us uh, from Brightway Insurance, Juno Beach. Good morning to you, my friend. Good morning, everyone. And I know we Turtle Fest across the street today. What happened? Turtle Fest at Loggerhead Marine Life Center across the street today. Oh, I love that. Is that a food thing or a conservation thing? I hope it's not a food thing. They will have food there, but I don't think it's going to be turtle soup and turtle bites and (laughs) turtle croquettes, chocolate covered turtles. Yeah. Turtle fins. Mm. Yeah. Hey Ross, turtle. I like that shirt. That color is really nice. Well, thank you. It's you know part of some of our new fresh gear. I like it. It is sharp. Um, we we teased earlier, like right out the gates, about how Ross is prepping for a really great cause on a paddleboard. Uh, we got to get into the details before we say goodbye today because people got to know. If they don't know, they got to know so they can be a part of. A wonderful fundraising opportunity and literally if we all just give like a couple bucks like all of us ross gets this huge number and he's got a goal and if we can shoot way past it hell he may be past it already but we'll, we'll get into those details in a second uh let's say good morning to jimmy d jim depola always tell you he runs a top producing keller williams team well that's the florida home pros y'all jimmy d how you be hey good johnny happy south florida everybody uh we're gonna get into interest rates in um just a little bit but uh, first, what I want to do is I want to get Scott on the air because he's getting ready to stage an open house for us and uh, love to talk to him about that. Let's do it then. I believe he is on hold. That's uh, Scott Spainauer, one of the amazing aspects of the Florida Home Pros team. He is uh, very good at what he does. And today, well, there's a open house. Very good at that as well. Scott, it's been a moment since I said hello. Uh, hello and welcome. You're on Florida Talk Real Estate. How are you, buddy? Yeah. Hey, guys. Good morning. How we doing? Good, Scott. Good to hear from you. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, hold on. Hey, Scott. Is he sound off to you or is it just me? No, Sounds no, like he's, he's on the uh, CB, the CB radio. Yeah. Do, you have us, do you have us on speaker, Scott? No. Let me try this right here. Uh, okay. That's better? better. Okay. Excellent. Uh, I just pulled over on the side of I-95 and stopped. So maybe it's better when I'm not moving, right? Yes, it's much better when you're not moving. Don't drive and do the open house thing because we don't want a live crash on the air. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <that laughs> we don't want that. Are you okay? I'm pulled over. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulled over. I'm good now, guys. Uh, I'm going to be back up in Port St. Lucie for another open house that is also right off of Becker Road in 95. Super convenient if you're traveling south to Palm Beach County or to Broward County even, maybe. Uh, You can make it literally from Okeechobee Boulevard to this home in probably 45 to 55 minutes, depending on traffic. Um, You also got pretty easy access to the turnpike if you wanted to take that route. Um, I'm going to be, guys, at 4134 Southwest Alice Street um, in Port St. Lucie. This is a beautiful single-family home, and I call it an entertainer's paradise. Uh, four bedrooms, three baths, 2,600 uh, square feet under air. Uh, it has an amazing open concept to the kitchen. It's got a beautiful screen-enclosed pool in the back where it's got an overhang that's covered, lanai area where you could set up for uh, furniture, uh, you know, just entertaining overlooking the pool. It's got a detached building where you could set up a workshop, 
just a really, really awesome home that would be amazing for a growing family or any family for that matter, um, but just really a great home for entertaining. And I'm going to be out there, guys, day from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And, again, that's at 30, 4134 Southwest Alice Street uh, in Port St. Lucie. Hey, uh, Scott, I'm going to talk to you just one second. Johnny, did you say we have a caller? No. <laughs> okay. I didn't know. Okay. I thought there was a note behind there saying that there was a caller. Sorry about that. Hey, uh, hey, Taylor, go ahead and put go ahead and put the video back on. So check this out, guys. Our new technology. I just want to say this for the first time ever. While Scott was talking about the open house on Facebook and and YouTube on our show live, we're showing the video of the house as Scott was talking about it. And amazingly, what Scott was saying, a lot of the stuff was coming up on the video while he saying it like the features so i thought that was kind of funny um so if you guys want to find out more about this house if you go to florida talk real estate or youtube and this is going to be happening from now on you can actually watch the videos of the open houses that we're talking about while we're talking about on on the show you can check it out so don't forget to like and subscribe to those pages guys okay now back to alice street let me tell you i love 4134 alice street that is an awesome awesome house i had so much fun shooting the videos for that house if i actually i'm being honest with you i'm i'm uh not sure when i want to buy a new home yet but i was actually thinking about buying this one when i looked at it i was so close um the house is just really awesome um i love the split uh bedroom plan one side of the not one side of the house but one part of the house is like a master bedroom suite and then the other three bedrooms with the common bath is in the other part of the house the cabana bath is the cabana bath the third full bathroom for this house is a real cabana bath meaning it's in a detached building that's part of the screen enclosure and not only do they have that big entertainment room we were talking about and if you saw it on the video it's it's really large it, it's a um it's really uh, a great place to go watch movies or to watch a great sporting event. If I was watching some MMA thing or maybe the Super Bowl or something, that would be an awesome place to have a party and watch watch it. But then you have the backyard and has a, a bar over there in the entertainment center. But then in the cabana, uh, in the cabana backyard, it's with the heated pool. And it's got another bar area where it has room for a smoker and a grill in the backyard, which is really, really nice. So you got to check this house out. Um, I think we we have it on the market at five hundred and fifty thousand. I hope Bob, Bob and Don are listening to us right now because um, they don't know this, but we got an offer at about eleven o'clock last night. So one of my phone calls when we get off the show is to call Bob and Don, the owners of the property, talk about their offer. So congratulations, you got your first offer. Your first offer came within twenty eight hours after we put it on the market. Sorry, I took so long. <laughs> and by the way, it's above asking price with the guarantee to pay a certain amount above appraised value. So we got to check out that uh, deal. That was 28 hours on the market, guys. So it's still um, it's still a very hot market. Uh, we're not necessarily taking that offer. So Scott is not out there for the open house for no reason. Um, we just got the offer. We haven't reviewed it. We're not going to accept any offers till Monday. So everybody, if you're interested in this house, you have the money to make an offer, but go ahead and check it out today and say hello to Scott. That would be awesome. I like I like the video, Jim. I saw pictures. There's there's a lot left to see that the video didn't show, especially in the uh, 
the entertaining, you know, the pool area. Scott, you should talk about that because it really is, really is a something. Yeah, let me let me let me make a correction right away. And thank you, Mike. It's been a long, long day already. The uh, the house is five seventy five, not five fifty. Okay, that's so November of last year. (laughs) So it's five seventy five. I'm sorry, we're putting a bunch of houses on the market right after you get through this open house. You're going to understand because I have a bunch of houses to talk about. So this house is at five seventy five, four bedroom, three bath, two car garage, um, rock water for all pool. Two different bar areas, entertainment room, living room, and family room with an open kitchen area. So go ahead, Scott and Mike. I was going to tell you also, Jim, it's upgraded too with impact windows. So, I mean, th- this homeowner has maintained and, and upgraded this property very well uh, as they've owned it. Absolutely. Uh, we've already got an insurance quote for this property on the uh, listing because Ross Camarones for Brightway Insurance already did it. So one of the things we do with our listings is we actually put the insurance quotes we were talking about in the last segment on our listing so that the buyer's agent, the buyer, and the lender can start working with real numbers so that when they're turning an offer, they're not giving us what they think. They can use real numbers to get the offer turned in. And that home looks like uh, when we say Mac Daddy turnkey, that, that, that's it. <laughs> Bless you, Johnny. Good Lord. Uh, that fe- The video feels like uh, that's the epitome of what we're talking about. Mac Daddy turnkey ready to go. Yeah, and I, I want to wrap up on this one. But, man, the other thing he did is, you know how you have those um, flat roofs in the back, kind of like in a lot of people's houses, they have the flat, uh, flat roof? Well, this is a large, large kind of flat roof area. It's super large. It's probably 300 square feet, I'm guessing, you know, 250, 300 square feet. But what they did is, is that they took out the columns and they put in tiki grade uh, huge cypress logs with stone baluster anchors on the ground. And then they have a, a cedar tongue and groove ceiling. It looks so cool, right? It's just such a cool, uh, cool vibe. It would be great for entertaining a family uh, that's growing or a family that's already grown and they're looking to upsize, there's just so many opportunities for that house. So you got to check it out. 4134 Alice Street, 575. We already have offer on the house, above asking price. Um, so you guys got to get out there, take a look at it, and uh, say hello to Scott. And if this is not your house, maybe Scott can find you there the next one. What, t- what time is the open house? <clears throat> Go ahead, Scott. Uh, we're going to be out there from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., Johnny. And uh, like Jim said, we do have an offer, but the seller's not going to be accepting an offer until Monday. So if you're interested in this home, you still have time to get in the game. I would love to see you out there today from 11 to 2. Again, that's at 4134 Southwest Alice Street. And, guys, I want to get off the side of 95 now and get up there and get ready. Have a great rest of the show. Uh, my man, Scott, thank you very much. And as uh, Jimmy D always likes to say, go ahead, Jim DePola. Scott, do me a favor. Sell that house. There it is, my man. Go check that house out if you uh, if you're watching the video streaming with us here, Facebook or YouTube. Uh, really, really, really nice home. As uh, Scott and Jim noted, it's uh, it's been cared for by the homeowner uh, beyond. I mean, you talk about maintenance; uh, it's been done, and the upgrades are evident. Uh, it's a beautiful home. Check out the video and go check out the home for yourself. Uh, started at 11 o'clock with Scott Spain Hour up there in uh, Port St. Lucie. 
Yeah, um, I wanted to get into, thank you, Scott, and um, I'm sure that's going to be a very successful open house. One of the things that we do, uh, Johnny, that we weren't doing as much as when um, you were with us earlier, but what we're doing now with the team is uh, we're actually calling the neighborhood really hard in order to see, you know, to let the neighborhood know that there is a house on the market. Because one of the things that we realized, and we've been doing this for years, like, but we're doing it different now, but we've been, we've been doing a concept of this for years is you call the neighbors. And one of the reasons why you call the neighbors is the listing agent to let them know and invite them to the open house. Not because you necessarily think usually that the neighbors are going to buy your house, but the neighbors might know somebody who wants to buy the house. Oh, yeah. oh my cousin's looking for something or my brother wants to move in the neighborhood or, Hey, I got a buddy at work that loves the neighborhood. So they might have people to come. This is really unusual. This house is such a Mac Daddy house, like, um, you know, um, right near Becker Road. It's great for the commute from Palm Beach County. Um, it's great for up there. It's super large. It's got all these features. We already had eight uh, people in the neighborhood said they're going to, you know, make an appointment to stop by to see Scott today to take a look at the house. So we know the house is going to show really fast and really big today. So, you know, that market is still there. We're still in a frothy market. Um, where we have a lot of activity going on. And what's going to happen now is, is uh, uh, the owners of this property, Bob and Don, what they're going to be doing is they're going to be selling this house, using the proceeds from this house, and then buying a new house with that money. And they have to do it at the same time, or they're going to be homeless in the transition if we don't do this right. So, Johnny, what do we call those people? Uh Seller buyers. Seller buyer. Yeah, I'm like, wait seller a minute. Uh, what, what, what goes first? It's the seller goes first. Yep. So, oh yeah, you were trying to figure <laughs> well, buyer seller. seller. You no. buyer <laughs> seller. So seller buyers. So that's that's a, that's one of the toughest real estate transactions you can do. Right. It's always been tough, but it's super tough now. It's not for the faint of heart. You've delicate got to dance. sell the house. Sorry, right, Johnny? Delicate dance. It really is. It's a delicate dance. And I call it a chess move. And you have to have all your chess pieces in the right spot so you could strike right. And uh, what does that mean about chess pieces and positioning yourself? Language and contracts, negotiation in the contracts on the front end, the sale of the home and the back end on the purchase of the home so that you don't get trapped or stuck if something goes wrong with one side or the other. Making sure that you understand that the buyer, what your buyer is doing when they're buying your house Right. So when my people are looking at their buyer, we want to know their situation. Maybe they're relying on a house that needs to sell to buy. Right. Or the seller of the house that we want to buy. Maybe they have plans that they're counting on us for. And a good agent is going to know all of that, not just their little domain of, hey, my my person wants to sell my house and buy a new home. And they're not thinking about any of those big things. You got to think about all of this stuff to make this happen now. Here's what everybody says, including Bob and Don. They really wanted to sell the house and downsize and move to a different part of Port St. Lu Lucie County. But the issue was, is how am I going to sell my house? And then what the heck am I going to buy? And can I afford it? And is it going to be worth what I'm going to buy? And am I going to be happy? All of those things are real. Those are all real concerns. But the consulate, we met with... Um, we met with them, I think, two or three times before we actually made the decision to go ahead and move forward with this. It was a very big decision for a family to make this. So we had three meetings 
before we decide to move forward and be confident that this was the right thing for them to do. And one of the things was, is that when Mike talked to him, I don't want to get into personal stuff, but he thought it would be good for them to talk to our financial advisor before making any of these decisions. And I was thinking, and when Mike called me up and he told me that, he hasn't told me that maybe ever or maybe in a long time that he felt that somebody needed to go to a financial advisor. And the first thing that popped in my head, I got an awesome team, right? <laughs> Isn't this cool? I mean, that he cares enough about the customer before he even becomes a customer to go ahead and check everything out to make sure this is the right decision for the family, right? And um, making sure all that's okay. And, um, and that's the kind of effort that that makes me proud that the Florida Talk Real Estate Radio Show is your one-stop real estate shop. So I'm really, um, I got my fingers crossed for uh, Bob and Don that everything's going to go well. We're doing all the right things the right way. So far, we've hit every check mark of every step of the process, the way that our systems work. Uh, the next step is Natalie Medina Rao, one of our top agents, is going to be going out and showing Bob and Don new properties while we have their house on the market. Now, the last thing I want to say about that, Bob and Don, when we first met the few, first uh, time or two and on the phone, Johnny, you've had many phone calls with Bob oh, yeah. uh, leading up to this, right? Yeah, great guy. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of thought went into this. And this wasn't like a rash decision for them. It was a very big, big decision. And so uh, Natalie told me that she's had consultation with the family and they have, I think, four or five properties to choose from. And let me tell you, or, or to look at, and four to five properties right now is a lot. Some people, we have to say there isn't anything now, but we know that they'll come up. We have to jump on it. So the thing is, um, Bob and Don are biting at the bit to go out and look at these houses. So don't tell me, and I don't want to hear from most people when they tell me, yeah, you know, this is a terrible time to buy, so I'm not selling because I can't find what I want. Bob and Don are not trying to be buy anything. They're going to be picky. They want what they want. So they're not going to be buying something they don't want. No, not at all. Like you said, there's a lot of thought that's been going into this, including, um, you know, what that transition means for them. They had, uh, they have uh, certain needs and desires and that, that that criteria has to be met. They're not going to settle and uh, yeah, you'll make it happen one way or another. I know it. Uh, oh, it, it, we do it all the time. All the and, time. Uh, here, here we go. Lynn and Michael, uh, we just closed a condo for them. Uh, congratulations to them. They, everybody says it's so hard to do this. Um, Lynn and Michael P, we got them into the condo. They're super happy. Congratulations to that. Thank you, Scott, for working on that. We put... Um, 4339 Winchester Lane under contract. We didn't even have a chance to do the open house. I couldn't even tell anybody to sell this house. It sold itself. It was basically one day on market. Um, it's a fixer. Um, the family needed to get it done right away. And we got it done in one day. So congratulations uh, to Jan and Rob. And uh, thank you so much for trusting us. And we just went under contract. So we got a little ways to go, but everything's looking good. Now, a couple other uh, other people we are going to be putting next week, we're going to be talking about 7402 Prescott Lane. That's coming on market very, very soon. This is a beautiful four-bedroom, uh, three-bath, single-family home, 2,500 square, 2, square feet under air, 29 under roof. 
in Lake Charleston, desirable Lake Charleston and Lake Worth gated community or not a gated community, but a nice community. And um, we're going to be putting that house on the market for 650,000 great pool, really nice upgrades. They took a screen enclosure and turned it into under air and they turned it into a bar entertainment area. So it's a perfect place if you want to throw darts or if you want to put a pinball machine in and then it has the full bar. And it's already kind of decked out with a bunch of stuff. It's pretty cool. I, I love that place. What are you laughing about, Mike? A uh, pinball machine. Just, you know. Well, some people like pinball machines. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I know a dude who collects like vintage, loves vintage pinball machines. Yeah, that's, that's like, garage outfitted with like a... We should tell him about this house because we have a per perfect place for his uh, vintage <laughs> pinball machine. Absolutely, we do. So we're going to be putting that on the market now. When we put that on the market, that also that that family also is turning into seller buyers who are selling their house and going to buy a new house, and they need the proceeds from the house to buy the new house. Also, on top of it, we don't know what house they're buying right now, just like with Bob and Don, but we're putting the house on the market. Why are we able to do that without freaking them out that they're like afraid that they're going to sell their house before they find their new home, which is very likely is because of the contracts, the way we write the contracts and the terms to make sure that they're not going to be trapped to sell the home if they can't buy their new home. Okay. Oh, I That's thought maybe you started like a, like a mobile uh, motel business or something like that. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I should just buy like an eight unit of things like moving to yeah. my place for a month come on in so, so the thing is is that that's what the process of the seller buyer is the seller buyer and the reason why i'm pushing this so hard today there's a lot of people out there that don't realize it that they would be much better off to be the seller buyer right now than to say you know what this market's a little crazy i'm gonna wait because what we're probably going to be seeing guys is that the interest rates are not going to be going down anytime soon and that prices may start slowing down, okay? I think that's going to happen in the next four to six months, maybe faster. The key word there is slowing down. So I think some people have this idea of, well, it's going to stop and prices are going to come down. No, 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 no. It's just going to slow the increases that we've seen. That's the reality. We're just going to see this super hot market turn a little bit more uh, warmish. You're still going to see, you know, increases. You're still going to see values going up, just not at the ridiculous rate we've been seeing for the last few years. Mike, Mike and I did a video several months ago. Got to go to the YouTube channel, Florida Talk Real Estate, and watch this stuff. We talked about this months and months ago. We are the number one information provider, what it's like, boots on the ground, out in the field every day. Mike, when we did that video, what was the video about? What would happen if the interest rates shifted from? We, we talked about what happens when they go from three to five. Like and we were where talking are about, we right now, Mike? Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? In three months, we've gone from basically three to five. How about that? How yep. about that for predict? And, and we, we were doing that, that kind of like, in... hey, like what happens when they go to five over the next you know year or two? And here we are three months later. And uh, it's it's happened just like that. I mean, this is another one, Jim, and I don't know. You probably want to take the break before we get into it, but this is the one where that generic pre-approval, Johnny, if you if you were out there, you got pre-approved in December and you've been out shopping with that pre-approval letter, guess what? You're going to be in trouble because you're not approved for the same purchase price as you were back then if you were kind of pushing your limits. But right. um, maybe and, we and, could... and insurance rates have gone up since then, too. 
Yes. Yes. So Finally, so Ross isn't the only one with the increasing uh, the increasing number. Now, now I got to hang my head with Ross and realize. Yeah, oh. I'm not like every like the last you know two years. It's just Ross is always the bear of yeah. bad news. <laughs> the Ross is boy. the bad guy. Like it's nice, you know. But we Thanks, love Mike. you, Ross. Welcome. Welcome. You, you can't kill the messenger, right? You can't kill the messenger, right? Not at all. But the thing is, is that uh, this market is changing. It I, I don't want to go into the three to five percent thing right now. We probably will. But you got to check out that video. We go over some numbers, some math behind it and everything. And we weren't even including the insurance stuff. Hey, be, uh, I'm not sure if we're going to take the break or power through because we have a caller on the on the air. Cool. Um, why don't we go ahead and take that? And then we're going to go right into interest rates right after that, I think. And we got to get some details on training. So, Timothy or Johnny, can you tell me like four minutes before the show? Sure. Okay. Absolutely. Sorry, the uh, we give you that toll-free number all the time. We tell you Florida Talk Real Estate is a .com, your one-stop real estate shop. And, of course, we give you the toll-free number when we're on the radio. Saturday is 9 until 11. Your two hours of infotainment. It's toll-free, 877-927-6969. You dial it. Jimothy will put you on hold there, get some information, and boom, we put you on air like uh, Fred is here. Hello, Fred. Welcome. You're Hello, on guys. to Talk Real Estate. How are you, my friend? I'm doing very well today. Good. Nice uh, to hear that. our house with Jim, and uh, I feel very confident. I appreciate that, pers- that uh, perspective because, uh, yeah, I would feel the same way. Yeah, Jim has been hey, here, um, you know, We've been we've been going through a divorce and getting things settled and 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 finally that's all processed and it's time to move forward and <clears throat> Jim's been real patient with us in in, in getting things uh, orchestrated and, and, and listing the house and I'm um, downright excited about this whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, Fred, so you're going to be buying a new home in the process with Scott. So you're look kind of looking for houses right now, right? So yes, I am. the inventory for you is really tight. No, no joke around. I mean, it's tight for everybody, but it's really tight. Um, do you feel like we have the systems in place to help you be aggressive, you know, to move forward to find what you're looking for? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Scott, Scott's been fantastic. He set me up with uh, an MLS uh, access port where, you know, we talked about where I want to look and price ranges, and he, he basically put in a, a, a range or an area, and I just get notifications when anything moves or happens in that area that keeps me completely uh, abreast of what's going on in, in my search. You know, I'm, I'm a little more obvious. Absolutely. And then, what's gonna, and then what's going to happen is as soon as it goes live, we're hoping that either Fred or Scott sees it right away. And somebody's going to go out there and take a look at it if it's a hot one because you don't have any time. Remember, I just told you we put a house on the market 28 hours ago. We already got our first above best offer. So yeah. we're going to do it. And one of the things that I really think that's smart about what Fred's home search is doing, and this is a tip for other buyers, Fred realizes the value of buying a house that's a fixer upper on purpose so that he'll put the sweat equity into it after he purchases it. Um, there's a bunch of good reasons for doing that in today's market. Number one, less people want to look at that house or put offers on it because not everybody's willing to do that. So that blocks out some competition. Okay. Number two, you're probably going to get more equity in the house when you're done. So if you're putting, let's say, 20% down on a house and then you put the extra to it, 
you might end up having 25%, 28%, 30% equity with a uh, boost on top, you know, um, including the 20%. So most people, they just have the equity when they buy it, you know, whatever the down payment is when they move in. But the fixer upper people, they get a bonus equity from the work usually they put into it. Sure. Right. So there's just so many opportunities. And even if you don't have the money to put into the house yourself, Mike has available construction loans. Uh, so you buy the house and then you can use the loan to do the construction on the house. Right. So there's a bunch of different ways to handle this. And, and every market's a little different. So looking for that super Mac daddy home might not be in your budget. But there are ways to get into the neighborhood you want to get into and maybe possibly a lower budget. And then you put the sweat equity into it to um, situate yourself in that neighborhood. It's an awesome move. Heck, yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that things are moving along for you there, Fred. And I can hear the excitement in your voice. Uh, it's a... Uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing when you're out there and uh, looking for the potential next uh, home to call yours. It's exciting. Um, and Jim's been making it. Jim and Scott have been making it really easy looking. I, like I said the right, the right, the right item hasn't popped up yet, but uh, I feel very confident in going into uh, listing the house next week that, that something will come up and <clears throat> it'll work out. I mean, it, it, I know it will. You got a team behind you. The team's been working with you. You know, it's, it's going to be a good thing. Well, th thank you, Fred. And um, hey, can you go ahead and give a shout out to your business because you own a pool company. Can you tell the name of the company, like what areas you work and like what are the services you do? Because you've been yeah, around we, forever. We this pool company. We, we, we started the pool company in 91. It's uh, Carlson Ross Pool and Spa. We cover all of Palm Beach County. Pretty much it's, it's more Boynton up to Jupiter, a little bit less in Boca. But uh you know, it's time to, to, to sell what I have. I had it. We've owned this house for over 20 years, and um, I'm going to downsize. Kids have grown up and moved out. So it's time to make a little bit of a change and, and start anew. And then Jim's been there the whole way to, to help us through it, even waiting patiently for uh, paperwork to be signed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Hey, I'm looking forward to Tuesday to uh, do the videos, and uh, we're going to go over there and do videos. And we're going to be shooting 3D stuff, and we're going to be doing regular HD photography. Can't wait to go over there, knock that out for you on Tuesday. That's really exciting. It's such a beautiful house. I've loved it all these years. I'm, I'm, it's going to be sad to part with it, but I know it'll be a great new home for maybe a, a younger family. The split plan, the rooms. It's you mentioned uh, four three actually four two and a half but it's a it's a perfect layout yep sorry about that i'm having big fact errors today i gotta <laughs> i gotta do a little better show prep i'm sorry it's just i was at so many people's houses this week so i apologize oh, no, hey um fred we're gonna go because i want to i want to talk to mike about the interest rates which you're going to want to listen to because you're a buyer too so we're going to listen carefully okay I'm going to be listening. I just wanted to touch base and say thank you for all you've done, and I look forward to this going, uh, the, the photo shoot, and it going live next week. I, I know someone's going to find a great home out of this. It's a beautiful place. Awesome. Thank you so much. Talk to you later, Fred. Yeah, Fred, thanks for putting your uh, trust in the team. That's Florida Talk Real Estate. That's a .com, floridatalkrealestate.com, your one-stop real estate shop. Before we transition into uh, interest rates, can I ask a question that kind of uh, piggybacks on what you just mentioned? Sure. Uh, so Fred's going to be looking for more of a fixer up or put some sweat equity in. And you mentioned about how there's a uh, uh, loan options for construction type loans. Mike, is that, 
Is that a loan you get when you purchase the home saying, hey, I'm going to buy this home and then I'm going to do this to it. And you kind of lay out what you're going to do and then you get the loan based on the purchase price and what it's going to cost for the reno. Yeah, essentially it's a it's it's a renovation loan. And so you're closing a single loan, but it's kind of split into two chunks. One is the acquisition amount and then there's the renovation budget. So, yeah, you basically you close on the loan with money left over to do the renos. So is it a um is it like a force pay type situation where you have to do those improvements? Yeah, you basically, before you close on the loan, you're going to have all of the work that's going to be done listed out. Like, you know exactly where that money's going. You've got, you've got quotes for the work. You're, you've connected with, uh, with contractors to do the work. And yeah, you pretty much uh, need to execute the plan uh, that was put together before closing. So this doesn't sound like a, an outlandish question being uh, April 2nd of 2022. What happens when you get your quotes, you get your loan, and then you go to get the job done and they're like, oh, we, we can't do it for that anymore. There's, um, there's some padding built in for like overruns, cost, you know, cost overruns, budget changes and things like that. But you, you do really need to be sharp with your quotes and you try and get into something where it's not going to change. You know, a lot of contractors will try to, price in, you know, time and materials. And those aren't really the type of quotes that are going to work for this type of thing. So you want to be as sharp as possible, make sure the numbers don't change. I think the, the big challenge when you're doing the reno loan is finding properties where you can acquire it, you can purchase it sufficiently below what the after improved value is going to be, right? Because right. there is still an appraisal in here. And frankly, sellers in this market don't appreciate the amount that it's going to take to renovate, right? Like just, just sellers don't think that their home is in that bad of shape, right? Like they're like, oh no, I could sell it for top dollar anyway, which is, which is a challenge. Does, does skin in the game alter that, the number, the, the same way? So you're talking about buying a home where you can have the equity positioning with the right, um, you know, renovation. Um, if you throw enough money into it, does that position yourself similarly? So you're still doing a loan based on the value, which is the after improved value. So right. it's kind of like, yes, if you have more money, you can do a different loan to value. If you're doing 50% LTV, then it doesn't really, you, you have wiggle room, right? Because you don't really care so much about what the after improved value is going to be. But if you're doing 95 loan to value or even FHA, there's an FHA product too, three and a half percent down or 96.5 LTV then your, your money is tight, right? And so, yeah, the more money you have, I would say the easier it is to, to navigate that type of loan. And then one more quick question, Jim, we'll slide more into sure. interest rates here. Um, sure. Does uh, does something like putting in a pool, does that work for that type loan uh, product as well? Or do you not quite get the equity? I understand the pool doesn't quite give you the pop like some renovation it, can, but does could that qualify? Um. Oh, am I asking you so, a question? Yeah, yeah. So there's the there's there's streamlined process, which basically is going to eliminate luxury items like that. And then there's there's ones that are called like a full renovation. Uh, I think a pool can be part of that, although I'm not 100. percent Gotcha. But you yeah. can get that answer if need be at Florida. Yeah, Talk I can certainly look it up. I just don't want to say the wrong thing. I would say typically these are things like you know kitchen remodels, roofs, uh, windows, doors. You know, uh, things that don't necessarily change the footprint on the home. 
Um, and then if you're under a certain dollar amount for those changes, you're going to be under the streamline process, which is a little bit easier to on the front end as far as like what are the exact things that you're going to be doing. So I just have to I have to, have to look and see if a pool is. is does, uh, does it work like all the way down to like a really dilapidated type home where it's like structural and uh, even like uh, foundational issues? Um, I would, I want to say yes, Johnny, but you, you know, each home is going to be different. And so you have to, you have to look at what it's going to take. And I think there's always the difference between what it takes to purchase the home and what it takes to renovate it. And what's the total package going to be once it's done. And like I said, sellers in this market don't always appreciate how much it's going to take to get the home up to like, you know, market value with the neighbors. So a great example of how I always said uh, every situation is like a snowflake. They're all very yeah. unique in their own. And why you got to go to people that are not only good at what they do, but great at what yeah. they do to be able to get the answers, to get get you on the right path, regardless of what you're doing. Florida, talkrealestate.com. And, and just one more note on that, Jim. So, And this Jim can appreciate this. The These reno loans can oftentimes take months and months, right? Especially the, the, based on availability of contractors. And so if you're kind of want to be a seller buyer or you're looking for something that's move in ready or even something that's like, hey, we can move into half the host while we're doing the renos and the other half, you really got to think about that. Right. So um, it's not for the faint of heart. And it's also not like an investor style project. Right. This is for homes that you're going to be living in mm -hmm. on occupying. So um, they sound good in in you know, theory, <clears throat> sometimes when it comes to reality, a little bit tougher to, to get done for a variety of reasons. Sure. You got to you got to work with people that are very good at what they do, though. Uh, it, Jim, let's, uh, let's go ahead and shift into a little more interest rates. Yes. Yes. Um, Wait, I oh, thought we were going to talk about Ross's charity. Well, oh, he four minutes at the end. Four minutes. So we got like <laughs> we got like probably six minutes to talk to. We got like six minutes to talk about the interest rates. So let's let's you got, you got 10 minutes. Oh, we got 10? Elaborate, Michael. Elaborate. Okay. Okay, hold on. So, Sorry. What do you, what do you I got this, this fire that turned in the offer. He keeps blowing up my phone. Because <laughs> oh. uh, he wants an answer. It's like he's not getting an answer right now. And I can't talk to him because he's got an agent. So this is an interesting thing. Agent turns in an offer. Buyer keeps calling me directly to talk to me directly. I can't do that. I'm not allowed to talk to the buyer. I got to talk to the buyer's agent. So now I'm sure the buyer thinks I'm... Uh, um now i'm sure the buyers uh thinking i'm a jerk does that, does that count for any communication jim like talking texting emailing well it's just better not to you know i don't want to get into the gray area i never want an agent thinking that i'm trying to sway the buyer one way or the other or anything and having that kind of problem it's like you know i'll call the agent and it's just explain to them i'll answer any questions you want but i gotta go through your agent you know what i mean i gotta tell the agent you gotta let your buyer know okay so let's get into the interest rates. So um, for the first time that I can't, I, I didn't have the time to do all the research on it, but I can't remember the last time that the interest rates went up. Now we're using the Freddie Mac report. The Freddie Mac report is not really what's happening in the market right now. It's showing the trend of the market. So these numbers are going to be very different when you apply for the loan. And we're going to talk about that when we talk to Mike. But just to set the standards, December 30th, 2021, our interest rate was 3.11. So basically, effectively, the last day of the year, we were at 3.11. Last week, we were at 4.42. That's pretty surprising in itself. But then from last week 
until this week, we got up to 4.67, which is a full 0.25 above the week before, a whole quarter point. So we've gone up 1.56 in 12 weeks, point and a half in 12 weeks. Okay. Now, at the begin at the end of last year, when the Fed said that they were going to start rates, and you got to remember this is before the Ukrainian situation with high inflation. Am I am I reverbing really bad? With with high inflation, but not the Ukrainian war, the Feds were going to raise the rates to try to slow down inflation and cool things off. But all the economists said, no big deal. We're going to go from 3.11 to 3.7. Some of the doomsdayers were like 4.4. And now we're at 4.67 and it's April 1st. This is not an April Fool's Day joke either, right? So we went a point and a half in 12 weeks. This was so predictable. We went through this in 2018. 2018, they started raising the rates the first time since the Great Recession. We went up a point in six weeks. And then we had um, then we had a slowdown because of COVID, and then the um, then we went to the lowest interest rate recorded ever in the history of the United States, two point six five, on January seventh, twenty twenty one. Okay, and now from January seventh, twenty twenty one, to April second, twenty twenty two, we went from two six five to four six seven, which is a full two points. Every time a buyer loses a point. Every time the interest rates go up a point, the buyers lose 10% now of their purchase power. So if you were shopping in January 21, I had a guy in January 2021, right when COVID hit, they didn't want to buy the house at that point. They decided they didn't want to buy a house because they thought the proper, the prices were too crazy and the interest, and they didn't care that the interest rates were low. They thought the market was too crazy with COVID they felt like they could wait and take advantage of the market. They're buying this year with us. They're paying 1.5% more in the interest rate that they could have paid in 2021. And I checked it out and they're paying about 25% more on the house they're going to buy than they would have bought in 2021. Okay. So don't try to, Predict the future of the market if you're not doing this every day. You've got to react with what's happening in the market. And what are we seeing? We're seeing extremely high increases in interest rates. I don't think that's going to be slowing down much. We're definitely going to be Freddie Mac 5, 5%, meaning in Freddie Mac's world, it's 5%. But in real life, Mike, we're already there, right? Are we already there at 5%? Are people getting 5% sure. mortgages right now? Yeah, I mean, depending. So if you're on a conventional loan and depending on if you're paying points or not, remember that Freddie rate that you're seeing is probably has, you know, three quarters of a point or so uh, to, to get that rate. So, you know, 4.75 costing 0.75 in points. So that means if you weren't paying to 0.75, you might be at 5% very easily. Right. So and I'm locking loans above five percent. Right. Cash out refinance with credit that's not in the uh, the best zone. You're 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 in maybe mid fives. Right. If you're you're buying a condo. What are they switching from, Mike? What are they? What are they? What's their current rate that they're refining? I know they're trying to get cash out, but what are they? Are so, they suffering in yeah, their industry? 
I'll tell you what. So over the past two years, uh, many, many, many of the refinances we were doing were like beneficial across the board. Like I right. say, what's the goal of your refi? All right, lower interest rate, lower payments, right? Uh, cash out, all of the checking, checking all the boxes. And so right. now the refis that we're looking at now are not checking all those boxes, Johnny. So it's about what's most important to you. Is it debt consolidation, right? Is it... Uh, is do, do you need to do you have special projects that you have to do in your home? Are you just so tight on the budget that you need to you can lower your payments simply by stretching out your term, right? So even if you're at a higher rate, stretching out the term. So, yeah, they're not like desperate to refinance, but they're they have very specific needs, and you know you're only doing that if it if it meets if it meets that need, right? Um, a lot of people just need to tap into their equity, Johnny, for whatever reason. Uh, not luxury items, but, you know, necessary things. So you, you, right. mentioned, so, you, buying, you mentioned buying points. Like, what, what, what is that? What's that process? How does that work? And, and what, how, like, how costly is that? Um, okay. So if you want, the, the, you have to understand the concept of the par interest rate. Par is like the golf analogy, right? It's not, it's not above or below. It it's, doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't pay you anything. That's the par rate. And so if you want a lower interest rate and therefore pay lower interest over the life of the loan and have, have a lower payment compared to the par rate, you pay points, right? Origination points or bona fide or bona fide points. And you, that's a one-time payment? That's a one? Yeah, it's a one-time fee and it basically buys down your rate to some number. And you would think like 1% in points, right? 1% of your loan, let's say $400,000 loan. For so if you pay four thousand dollars, that doesn't buy you from five percent down to four percent, right? That might buy you from five percent down to four point seven five, right? Maybe a quarter point or something for that one point. And there's no like it's not linear, right? There's no exact math. It's all based on the market and the the. There's people in the mortgage-backed security world who are predicting, right, like right, where rates are going to be and what's going to cost. But uh, yeah, that's the concept. You can pay for a lower interest rate um, if you're considering doing that you simply calculate the savings you get per month how long it's going to take you to recover that cost and if you're going to be in the home that long or longer then it made sense to buy the points if you can part with the cash right now a lot of people aren't in position where they can part with the cash okay good that, that was my next question is that is that cash out of pocket or is that another thing that you can roll into your loan if you're refinancing, you can roll it in. If, if you're buying, if it's a purchase, then it's cash out of pocket. Yeah. Oh, and it's always going to be a numbers game, right? Sorry, Jim. No, go ahead, John. I said it's always going to be a numbers game, right? So you're going to break it down. I've heard the conversations time and time again. I've had them with you uh, about what's your plan. How do you – and that plan involves like how long you plan on being in the property because there's, there's break-evens for all your loans, right? So – there's a, there, there, there's a conversation to be had yeah. that you can lay this all out for people. Let's say, I mean, let's say your par rate is 5% and then just something in your brains. Like I, I want to rate with the four in front of it. Like I just got to have a four point something and you're gonna say, okay, well maybe it's like a thousand dollars to get down to 4.875. Right. And that's going to save you $25 a month. Right. So you could do the math on that. And so if you're going to be in there longer than, you know, four years or whatever it is, then, okay, it made sense. And you can part with that money. Um, so your loan originator should be talking to you about that. Uh, remember when you're locking in a rate, you're not really locking in a specific rate, you're locking in that chart on that day. So you can slide up and down that, that points you know, scale as far as interest rates. 
the, the main question when you're locking is, do you want to lock today or do you want to float, right? Do you want to wait and see what the market does tomorrow or next week or next month? And of course, my advice, especially in this market, is always lock. Like lock is, I don't care how far out, you know, lock it in. But um, sometimes you float. Sometimes if you're on a really far out, you know, 60 day, 90 day, like it might, might be worth floating, right? Just because you don't know where the market's going to be. And it's pretty expensive to lock on a, a really long-term lock. But, um, you know, Jim, I think Jim's prediction is it's going to continue to go up. Uh, if we're at, you know, 4.75 with Freddie now, where are we going to be <laughs> next week? Is it another quarter point, right? Is it, a, is it uh, less I, than that? I feel like there's a chance that we'll start seeing a flattening out a little bit where we're not going to get a quarter point. You can't expect a quarter point in, increase every week. And even no. at, even in this even in this big increase, we've had one, two, three, four. In the 12 weeks, five, six. We've had at least six of the 12 weeks where we were flat or went down a little bit from the week before. So yeah. decreases and then flat or nearly flat, just a little down over six of those 12 weeks. So it's like 50-50. Sometimes it's gone up really high, like last week, and then you'll see flat. So it might flatten a little bit. But I think by the end of the year, we're definitely going to be in the fives. And and depending, I wouldn't be surprised if we hit the six for the first time since like 2009 or something or 2012 or something like that. We're going to be going deep. Very soon. Um, yeah, I, I think one thing, I don't know if I, just real quick, when we did that video, Jim, we talked about, well, what happens when it goes to three to five? If you're sitting here waiting for prices to come down, how far do they have to come down to tolerate that jump in, in, in interest rate? And it was something like 10%. And guess what, guys? We have gone up two full interest points, which is equivalent to 20%. On the prices, we have not had a 20% reduction in housing prices. I do think that has to kind of level off, maybe even decline slightly. But is it going to come down 20% from current levels? From January, yes, from January know. 2021, when we had the lowest interest rate on record until now, which is two points, Mike, right? So we're only talking 14 months. In 14 months, according to the national statistics, we were at... Um, we were at um, 20, 20, about 25, sometimes 30% for the average county increase over that year. So we yeah. went up 25%, even though that we went up two points. We so got to talk can't... more on this. Let's, let's More time for interest rates yeah. next time, guys. Yeah, we Jeez. will next week. Jeez. But let's get into Ross now. Let's get into <laughs> Hot Ross. Hot Ross. Hot Ross. So, Ross, explain. It's for cystic fibrosis, right? Cystic fibrosis, yes. So tell me, tell me, uh, tell us about it again. I still don't. I still get this creepy idea of you like uh, paddling towards the shore, eighty-one miles away at night with the waves. Don't like that. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's a good thing I'm not going to be by myself. You know, there's going to be a bunch of other people doing it. But it is a, uh, a fundraiser, and you know, also awareness for cystic fibrosis, and fundraising to for a cure or. Um, also to help with uh, families that with children with cystic fibrosis, and they do a lot for for those people. Um, so it, it is a fundraiser. We are paddling from Bimini, Bahamas, all the way to Lake Worth Beach in one evening and part of a day. Hopefully, not so much of, of the day. Get there quick. 
Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of people doing it. We're raising money. I've got a little fundraiser on my Facebook page and I uh, believe on Florida Talk Real Estate, there it's on there too. So uh, if you want to come and or if you want to donate, please do. If you want to show up on the beach and congratulate us, that'd be awesome too. Yeah. Uh, it's June 26th. Uh, it's when we, when we do it. And uh, so we got a lot of time to get ready for it. I'm going to try and do 20 miles tomorrow. So we'll see. Wow. You're up to 20 miles now. What's the name of it again, Cross? The whole thing? Uh, crossing for a Cure. Or crossing for cystic fibrosis. It's, it, it's either crossing for a cure or crossing for cystic fibrosis. It was one or the wow. other, and then it switched. A couple of weeks ago, we were saying you hadn't gone more than three miles or five miles or something. Now you're up to 20. No, a month, a month ago, I'd done uh, like 13. So, yeah, but when but we I, first talked about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You were like at three miles, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> like, you know, when you're doing anything, you got to yeah. yeah. start at mile one somewhere. You know, yep, that's so true. But you're really stretching it out. You're gonna be hitting the 20 mile mark here pretty soon. That's awesome. What you say, yeah, maybe tomorrow, huh? Cool. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. So it's, uh, hey, it's gonna be crazy. Ross, thanks for doing that, and thanks for supporting community cause like that. I know it's very important to you personally. So thank you so much. Um, we're gonna uh, promote it. I'm gonna ask the film crew to come to the beach and uh, film you. I'm gonna ask them to come there, maybe when you get there and stuff. That'll be a fun video to have. Yeah, that is cool. a really cool video. If just, you can go on, go on Florida Talk Real Estate Facebook or Ross's, if you know, and uh, give what you can. If you can give five, ten dollars, even if we all just give a couple bucks, uh, he'll shoot way past his goal. How close are you to your goal at this point, Ross? So I, <clears throat> I hit the like minimum. You know, when you sign up, you have a minimum goal that you have to get, whether you get it or not. It's coming out of your pocket or your donations. Um, and I've hit that goal, but. Uh, you know, I'm a little competitive, so I, I increased my goal. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to get there. Let's let's help Ross reach his goal and shoot way past it. Check everything out on Florida Talk Real Estate Facebook or Ross's page if you're uh, connected like that. And if you are, man, good for you. Uh, but uh, please dig, do what you can. I know times are tough for everybody, but uh, little can go a long, long way. And Ross is uh, doing an amazing job. Uh, Jimmy D, any uh, parting words before I give everybody the details and get on out of here? Just go to the open house today, 11 to 2, 4134 Southwest Alice Street in Port St. Lucie. Scott's there waiting to say hello to you. Beautiful. Get those details. Florida Talk Real Estate on Facebook. You can find it at floridatalkrealestate.com. That's your one-stop real estate shop. Know it, love it, share it. You can change lives by sending people to floridatalkrealestate.com. Give them some pros, pros, experts in their field. Get them all, floridatalkrealestate.com. Mike Rao, mortgage guy, mortgage firm. Have a great weekend. You too, Johnny. Thanks, everybody. Ross Camaronets with Brightway Insurance, Juno Beach. Enjoy the paddling this weekend. I hope the weather treats you well. Thank you. Hope everybody has a good weekend. And Jim DePole, Florida Home Pros, Keller Williams Innovations. I know you're extremely busy. Uh, good luck with all the chaos that is ensuing, and that is listings and buyers and interest rates and oh my. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Johnny, can't wait to see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Stick um, around. You got the locker happy room. Happy birthday Joe. to Hallie. Thank you very much. Joe and Greg and Jimothy, they're going to take you from here. The locker room is next. We'll see you next Saturday. Florida Talk Real Estate right here on Real Radio.